ball and we'll call the bandits And we think our brand of ball is here to stay Better look out world, here comes them bandits They're looking proud and standing tall So come on folks, let's get the fever Be a bandit ball believer We believe you're gonna love bandit ball Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Bandit Ball where we speak about the Tampa Bay Bandits and the new USFL. I'm going to start a new five-part series about the history of the USFL and the Tampa Bay Bandits. So let's get it started. Well, the USFL, with the spring whole part of the aspect of it all, was uh, an idea of a gentleman named David Dixon. He was from uh, Louisiana, New Orleans, and he was, well, believe it or not, was an antique dealer. But he had a lot of uh, connections, a lot of friends in the New Orleans area. And at the time, I believe it was like 1964, he was trying to get an expansion team for New Orleans. But when they selected the uh, Atlanta Falcons, eh, he came up with this idea of of uh, having football in the spring. And he had a whole bunch of plans and everything. Well, the following year, the NFL awarded the New Orleans the Saints. And all of that went kind of like on the back burner. And uh, and he uh, was instrumental in getting the Saints to New Orleans and having the Superdome built. Because I believe the Saints played their first few years at Tulane Stadium. But anyway, so time passes. It's about 1976-ish. And uh, he's been uh, part of the front office of the New Orleans Saints. And they're they're horrible. Archie Manning's getting his ass kicked. It, it, it's bad, you know. They no, no winning seasons, no nothing. So he uh, remembers about his plan about this spring football league. So he presents it to a few people, and they think, hey, this is great. This will work. So uh, he, he goes around from town to town in the country talking to all the rich people, going to the Chamber of Commerce and finding out, you know, what type of people would have the resources and the money to own a team like that. And, uh, and you know, and he, so they had a meeting in 1982 at the 2100 Club in New York City, and they announced the USFL uh, starting the following year, and they had a lot of rich people, a lot of money behind this league. Uh, You had uh, uh, J. Howard Baldwin, the oil man from Houston, Texas. He he bought the New Jersey Generals and uh, had had a had a bunch of other rich owners. The matter of fact, the owner of the Tampa Bay Bandits was a gentleman named John F. Bassett, and uh, 
his father was a Canadian uh, media mogul, and he owned part of uh, a big paper out there in Toronto. He owned uh, the Toronto Argonauts, and he uh, was a minority owner with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, anyway, uh, John started his um, his sports entrepreneurship when he purchased the Ontario Nationals of the WHA in 1973. And they were doing really, really bad. So he moved them to Toronto and turned them into the Toros. And they played there for a few years. And they had problems with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Because by that time, his father had already sold his stake in the Maple Leafs. And they were no longer affiliated. But anyway, so he moved his team, the uh, Toronto Toros, to Birmingham. And they became the Birmingham Bulls. And he also owned the Memphis Southmen of the uh, World Football League of uh, 1975 and 1976. So, uh, yeah, so that guy had money and he knew what he did, what what he was doing in the spring football thing and and, uh, alternative sports, let's say. And I believe he had a stake in one of the teams in in the ABA as well. And uh, world team tennis, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, they had that announcement, the 21 club, and they announced that they'd be 12 teams starting in the spring of 1985, or 1983, excuse me. And, uh, you know, and uh, the Bandits, of course, like I said, were owned by John Bassett, and they were also minority owner, uh, Burt Reynolds, which is uh, one of the reasons why they were named the Bandits. The other, from what I hear and what I've read in many sources, is they named the dog Bandit. They had a dog Bandit. And so they named the team the Bandits after him. And, you know, Burt Reynolds was the Bandit. So, you know. Well, anyway, uh, they uh, started out really big with the first year with a bang. They signed a gentleman by the name of Herschel Walker out of the University of Georgia, which quite possibly was the best college running back ever. Man was a beast, you know. But anyway, they signed him big, you know, on the cover of Sports Illustrated, all of that stuff. So, you know, they started out real, real good, you know, and had pretty, you know, the first... I'd say nine of the 12 franchises were pretty strong, good ownership, and the Dixon plan was to have a salary cap of $1.5 million. And, uh, you know, and, and don't go too crazy. You know, be careful. You, you got to lay the groundwork. You can't, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, you know. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, but uh, Mr. Bassett decided to hire a young up-and-coming offensive coordinator out of the University of Duke named Steve Spurrier, also NFL quarterback and punter for the 49ers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And a very innovative, you know. This was pre-University of Florida, the you know, the fun and gun and all that. They That's why they called that bandit ball. Bandit ball and fun and gun are one and the same. But anyway, and then... 
Uh, you know, they got their draft, and they drafted a gentleman by the name of John Reeves. Now, John Reeves, when he was with the University of Florida, he set numerous NCAA passing records. The guy was, you know, I think the Eagles selected him in 72, like third overall. Yeah, he he just never really panned out with the Eagles. Of course, the Eagles were pretty shit team at the time. And uh, he was running for his life, you know. So they put that all on John. But, you know, you, you're only as good as your offensive line when you're a quarterback. But anyway. And then uh, John went on to Cincinnati and had a few. Had, had some decent. And then Houston after that. Well, anyway, they drafted him. And they got guys like um, Cowboys offensive lineman Nate Newton. Three-time Super Bowl champion was on that team. Uh Eric Trevelyan, wide receiver, very, very good wide receiver. And uh, Gary Anderson out of the University of Arkansas, really good player, really good running back, set, set a bunch of records, and later on played for the Chargers and the Buccaneers. But anyway, you know, and then and they played at the old Sombrero there where the Bucks played. And, and I went to a few games as a kid, and it was exciting football, man, you know, and they had this horse, when they scored a touchdown, they had the horse would run around the stadium and the uh, the cowboy or bandit or whatever it is on the back of that horse would fire a gun. Yeah, it was pretty exciting for a young child, you know. And, uh, it, yeah, it was really fun, you know. And, and yeah, you know, I mean, and, and I'm hoping that uh, the bandits, you know, it works out and they come to Tampa so my two boys can enjoy the what, what I did, you know, and... and, and I'm telling you people, all these naysayers and these haters, there's room for spring football. There is. People want it. Deny it if you want. It won't be NFL, but that's okay. It doesn't have to be NFL. But, you know, you know, all these haters, I, I don't get it. You know, oh, it's not the NFL. Of course it's not. There's only one NFL, but, you know, there could be others. And the NFL is in dire need of a developmental league in the spring. It, it really, it, you know, they really does, you know. There's guys like, for instance, I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, by everybody, so so everybody knows. Um, the, and the kid from uh, the Gators that they drafted last year, Kyle Trask, you know, it would be nice for the Buccaneers to be able to send him to um, an affiliated minor league spring league so he could go and he, we could see what he's got. You know what I mean? It's it, it's needed. Baseball has it. Basketball's got it with the G League now. Hockey's got minor league just like uh, baseball. Numerous levels and stuff, you know. And it, it's just... It, even, even MLS has the USL and USL2 and, and, uh, and all these others. And you got collegiate too. So, you know, and, and college football is not enough. For some players, it is, yes. But for a lot of them, it's not, you know. And the NFL is being, they're being cheap. Just like not paying their, their cheerleaders. They're being cheap. They get a free minor league out of this deal. But Fox is behind this league. It's going to do well. But I'm going to wrap that up for this mini episode and your history lesson one on the Tampa Bay Bandits. Uh, next year, next week, we'll do 
we'll do episode two of the history. We'll talk about the inaugural season, 1983. And uh, Bandits did really well that year. Uh, but, all right, everybody, you have a safe weekend, and we'll be talking to you later. And remember, ring that bell. <laughs>